Hey guys, my name is PD and I hope you're doing awesome today. We are going to talk about Korah. We're going to talk about number 16, how the rebellion of Korah and the, the questioning of the authority of Moses and the the, the, the ways of the people in relation to that, how certain leaders came up and led many people astray, um, caused a lot of destruction in terms of in terms of uh, Israel. And so, guys, um, I'm really excited to share this with you. We we have as people, we have a huge issue in our congregations and assemblies where this issue where we're going to deal with right now, this Old Testament, Old Testament issue, this is actually something that God has been warning us from us from the beginning. And it's something that we deal with so much today. Um, I just read uh, in terms of the Barna Group, it's a big survey um, company for the, for the U.S. churches. You know, so, uh, around 80% of church issues have been reported by pastors to be related to what we are going to read right now. And so let's dive right in into Numbers 16. Now, Korah, the son of Ishar, son of Kohan, son of Levi, Dathan, Abraham, the sons of Eliab, and on the son of Peleb, the sons of Reuben took men, and they rose up before Moses with a number of the people of Israel. All right. 250 chiefs of the, con- chiefs of the congregation chosen from the assembly, well-known men. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Why did they rose up against Moses? This is quite interesting. So they're rising up against Moses. But if you remember correctly, the last portion of last week, if you read it, we would have read that the instruction on Zitzitz is what is given right before this. In in other words, Numbers 15, verse 39, And it shall be to you for a Zitzit, and you shall see it, and shall remember all the commands of Yahweh, and shall do them. And not search after your own heart and your own eyes, after which you went whoring, so that you remember and shall do all my commands and be set apart holy unto your Elohim. I am Yahweh, your Elohim, who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God. And I am Yahweh, your God. So this happened. God, Moses spoke this instruction to them. And right after that, Korah and a few, a lot of the elders came and they like, and they come and they rise up against him. And they say, you have gone too far for all the congregation are holy, every one of them. And the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of God? So they're coming and they're like, you've gone too far with this zitzit commandment now. This thing, you know, it's been building, building, building. And when it came to the zitzit commandment, they were just like, well, this has gone too far, Moses. Who are you to tell us these things? Because the commandment says you are to do it so that you can, so that you walk in holiness. He connects it. He says in, in Numbers, and you shall do all my commands and be set apart holy unto your God. And see, now Korah is coming. He says, no, 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 Moses, who are you to say that? Don't you know that all the congregation is holy? Don't you know that all of us are holy already? We don't need to, while well, we need to listen to you. That's what he says. When Moses heard it, he fell on his face and said to Korah and all his company, In the morning the Lord will show who he is and who is holy. And will bring him near to him. The one whom he chooses, he will bring near to him. Now, guys, it's interesting. The first reaction we have a lot of times when our authority is questioned. Because this is what's happening. Korah and, and all of them, they're coming up, rising against Moses and Aaron. And they're saying, who are you? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to give us these things? You know, and Moses, his first reaction is he dropped to his knees. He fell on his face. 
and he starts crying out, you know, and, he, and I imagine him just being like, oh Lord, what has, what has come to, what, what has happened, Lord, oh Father, have mercy, you know, and he, and he, and it's kind of that, that ache in his heart, and you know, he could have been like, who do you think, who do I think I am, I mean, look at what God has done through me, I've split, split the sea, you know, I've hit a rock and water came out of us, but you know, all these things have God done through me, who do you think you are, Korah? You know, Moses could have gone that way, but he didn't. No, he, he went and he, he had such humility, guys. I mean, Moses, Moses, we're talking about Moses here. Spiritual giant guy, Moses. And, and he's just like dropping to his knees and he's like, and he's so humble. He's so, he, he's such a humility. How amazing is that? And so when Moses, is, while Moses is on his face there, I want to submit to you that something incredible happened. The Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came and gave Moses an instruction. Moses rose up and he told Koran and he said, So now this is what's going to happen. I want you guys to take a censer and come and, and come to the assembly tomorrow and to come to the, to, to the tabernacle tomorrow and, we're gonna, and we will see who is holy. Because you're saying that all of you are holy. You're saying that all the congregation is holy. Let's see about that. Come tomorrow. And we will let God determine the outcome of this matter. And see, this was something that happened without God coming to Moses and telling Moses, Moses, tell Korah that like all the other times, this is what's been happening. God has been telling Moses to do X, Y, and Z, tell the people X, Y, and Z, and whatever. But this time, we have a supernatural Holy Spirit moment where the Holy Spirit actually ministers through the heart of Moses and Moses is being led by the Holy Spirit. So we need to understand that these guys are already leaders. They're already a part of Levi. They're an authority. They, God has already given them quite, a, quite a, uh, an authority, you know, in, the, in terms of the temple and the service and all that. But still, they say, we want more. Who are you guys? Oh, you know, who are you guys? Who appointed you? And, you know, they're not happy. They want to be part of the priesthood. They want to be part of the the high priesthood, like with Aaron and all that. And they want to get up in there and they say, you know what, who's Aaron? Who's he? How, who do you think he is? You know, we want to, we can all, we can all be high, do the high priesthood thing. You know, we can all get, step into that authority. We don't, you know, and they appointed themselves. They said, oh, we ourselves can do this. And then Korah goes on and he declares this to Moses. He said, is it a small thing that you've brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey? To kill us in the wilderness that you must also make yourself a prince over us. No way, that's a lie. He's saying here that Moses brought them out of a land flowing with milk and honey. You know what, right here and I, when I read this, I just realized that Korah obviously has a, an, a demon or some kind of a spiritual issue in his heart. Because he's seeing Egypt as the, a land flowing with milk and honey. This is, this is one of the deepest pieces of lying that we can get to in our walk. Then Korah assembled all the congregation against them at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. Okay, so now this is the Lord speaking. And he says, separate yourself from among his, this congregation. That I might consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces and said, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh. Shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? Now guys, it's interesting. The father not only wants to destroy Korah and, and, and them. He actually wants to destroy the whole congregation. 
this is crazy. Why would the father do such a thing? How, how, why does he think about why, why is the father going this way? You know, and Moses then goes on his knees and says, Oh no, Lord, don't, uh, why do you, why don't, don't destroy the whole congregation? And see, guys, I want to submit to you that the father is seeing something that Moses is not seeing. The father is seeing what is going to happen now. The father is seeing that he what is going to happen in the future. He's and and when we read on, we're going to get a glimpse of that. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, "Depart, please, from the tents of the, these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be swept away with all their sins." So they got away from the dwelling of Korah, Nathan, Abiam, and Dathan and Abiam came out and stood at the doors of their tents, together with their wives and their sons and little ones. So they were in a complete assurance, even to the point of letting their wives and sons stand with them. They were in such assurance that they were right. They were in such assurance that God is going to stand with them and not with Moses. And Moses said, Hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, and that has not been of my own accord. If these men die as all men die, or if they are visited by the fate of all mankind, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates something new, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into Sheol, then you shall know that these men have despised the Lord. And as soon as he had finished speaking all these words, the ground under them split apart, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, up with their households and the people who belonged to Korah and all their goods. So they and all that belonged to them went, went down alive into Sheol, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from their midst of the assembly. All right, so that's crazy. Like the father, um, before, because they came up against Moses, became, because they were like, you know what? This spiritual leadership, we don't want to, you know, who are they? You know, let's, we, let's exalt ourselves. Let's, let's put ourselves up there with them. And so this was the judgment of the Father on them. And, and guys, today, in our churches, or, our, you know, I don't even want to use the church, but assemblies in general, just fellowships. You know, when, we, when people get together for God and God starts creating a, an authority, you know, he, he appoints teachers, he appoints um, people to teach and whatever. People, the, the number one issue, like I said, well, 80% of church um, issues and, and stuff, it's this one. It's people who don't want to submit to spiritual leadership. And people who then want to appoint themselves there. They don't want to wait for someone to appoint them or for the father to appoint them. Because guys, the father appoints leaders through his people. The father goes and he appoints leaders as he wishes. If you're not a leader right now, it's because you're not ready. Because if you are ready, God will appoint you as a leader. He will appoint you and give you the authority when you are ready for it and if He desires for you to walk in it. But if you do not have it, do not go looking for it. Do not go running after it. You know what, what really breaks my heart? Is guys like people have no fear of the Lord. You know, Korah had no fear of the Lord. Because if he did, he would not dare to go about it this way. I would, look guys, I don't understand why people want authority. You know why? Like when, when the father, for example, when the father has called me to, to teach, I was so afraid of it. I was, I was, I was in the beginning, I was almost like Jonah. I was like, no, Lord, I don't, I don't want this responsibility. Lord, it's too much of a responsibility. Oh, father, what if I say the wrong thing? Lord, oh, father, what if I just don't, you know, what if I lead someone astray by my words? Oh, Lord, because I'm a man of unclean lips. 
You know, that was what, what I cried out to the Father. You know, I didn't want it because I was so, I had such a fear of God that I was so like, I didn't want this responsibility, you know. And then the Father said, no, I'm calling you. And, and so I obviously stepped up to that. But guys, I don't understand how people can be like, exalting themselves and being like, I'm going to take up my, this authority myself. I'm going to exalt myself. Guys, guys, where is the humility? Guys, where is the humility? God is looking for people on their faces. You see why the, the kind of leader Moses was. When people challenged his authority, he didn't go and challenge them back. He got on his face. He got on his face. And so why do, and see automatically when someone starts exalting themselves, which is the opposite of getting on your face, automatically you disqualify yourself from being a leader. Automatically you disqualify yourself from spiritual authority and automatically God will, will, will take that from you. He will not allow you to step into that place because you need to be humble. You need to be, guys, and I, look, I'm not saying I'm like the most humble guy. I really have, a, I need to deal with a lot of things myself. But, but humility is what the Father needs. Humility is what He wants. And, and if you, um, if you think you, if you think you're humble, then it's pride speaking. <laughs> you see, if, if you think you're humble, man, it, it requires pride to think that you're humble. You see, there's, there's a place where we need to get out where, where we're always, we're always, we're always asking the Father to humble us. Always asking the Father to just take this pride for me. Give me humility, Father. Lord, every day you need to do that. And you need to position yourself physically and spiritually on your face in front of the Father. Not, not exalting yourself. Not, not uh, seeking, to, seeking, seeking the praises of men or seeking authority for any of that. Oh, man. We need to, it's all about God. It's all about how do you look in front of your creator? How he's, he's the one looking. Who cares what people say and think? And oh man, he's the one looking. He's the one. It's, that's all that matters. It shouldn't be about, about a leadership or getting in some kind of a church position. You know how angry I get, man. I get, um, it's so demonic when people get in churches and in assemblies or whatever. And they like, and they try and work their way up to the structure, into this organizational structure so they can get on top. God, how demonic is that? The Father is the one who should be appointing. And if the Father hasn't appointed you, step down from there right now. Do not step up. Do not stay in a position where the Father has not placed you. If you put yourself there, it's going to end like it ended with Korah. Because Korah assembled people. He assembled 250 other guys. A lot of people accepted what he was doing. A lot of people sang praises around what he was doing. He felt pretty good about himself. He felt pretty confident about himself. Even to the point of bringing his family with him. To face God. They thought they were so good. Because they didn't have no. They just had pride. They had no humility. So guys make sure. Make sure man. That it's from God. And. And when God is calling you, man, take it up. You need to, don't run like Jonah, take it up. But don't put yourself there. And guys, in the beginning, we read how God wanted to destroy all the congregation. And Moses pleaded with him to turn his wrath away from all the congregation and simply judge Korah and them. But now see, I want to show you how God's initial idea was right. Let me show you why. In... But on the next day, all the congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and against Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. Guys, how crazy is this? So now the assembly is the next day after they saw the earth swallow these people up and the fire coming down to devour people. They're like the next day they've got the, the audacity to, to, to come and be like, 
you, you Moses, what are you doing? You, you, allow, you allow people to die and whatever. And, and it's exactly what happens in churches. When God removes authority, let's say someone falls into adultery, God removes that authority by the, the rest of the spiritual leadership. You know, they tell that guy, listen, dude, you have to step down. You've, you're in adultery. You need to sort yourself out first before you can continue in any spiritual kind of leadership. Then the whole congregate, a lot of congregation members would go, Oh no, you know, who are you to? That was my favorite leader. You know, that was my favorite guy. Who, why, how can you? This was obviously not from God. But what we fail to understand is that God is in the midst of spiritual leadership. And if God has appointed spiritual leadership, He will make decisions within spiritual leadership. He will appoint and He will take down spiritual leadership as He wishes. And we need to submit to their authority. Because if we don't, then what we're going to read now will happen. And when the congregation assembled against Moses and against Aaron, they turned towards the tent of meeting, and behold, the cloud covered it. And the glory of the Lord appeared, and Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of the meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from the midst of this congregation, that I might consume them in a moment. And they fell on their faces again. And Moses said to Aaron, Take your censer and put fire on it from the altar, and lay incense on it, and carry it quickly to the congregation, and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord, the plague has begun. So Aaron took it as Moses said and ran into the midst of the assembly. And behold, the plague had already begun among the people. And he put on the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living. And the plague was stopped. Now those who died in the plague were 14,700. Besides those who died in the affair of Korah. Guys. Guys, how crazy is this? So this is not just about exalting yourself into a position of leadership, but questioning the authority of leadership. When leadership makes a decision in terms of someone who is ready to enter a position or someone who is not. This is crazy. Guys, look at this consequence. 14,700 excluding Quran them. Guys, this this consequence this is god has not changed god is not different it's the same thing god has not changed and so in the same way when we talk about spiritual leadership when we talk talk about people who have god has appointed to speak on his behalf and to be very careful about what we say against them what we when we speak up against them for if we, if we speak against a man of God, someone who God has indeed appointed, we speak one idle word against him, we're going to bring judgment upon ourselves. We're going to bring the fury of the Lord upon ourselves because it will be like we are speaking against God himself. See, they weren't speaking against Moses here. They weren't, they weren't murmuring against Moses and Aaron. They were speaking against God himself. So guys... Let us watch our tongue. Let us watch our mouth. Let us not be quick to judge what a false prophet is from a, a good prophet. Let us apply that our discernment in accordance to how the Word says we are to do it. The Word says that we should be judging on the evidence of two or three witnesses. In other words, if there is a, a, a complaint against someone, a leadership in the assembly, you can't just go and tell everyone and gossip your, about it. You can't do it. That is demonic. It's from the enemy. And you will bring judgment upon yourself and everyone who you spread that, that gossip with. What you are to do is you are supposed to say, bring that to the elders, bring that to the leadership, along with two or three witnesses 
as well. You can, we can never complain or, or make an accusation against a leader or spiritual authority without two, the evidence of two or three witnesses. Because if, if, if it was to be that way, I mean, man, like, you know, all these YouTube videos, all these people going on YouTube being like, oh, this is a false prophet, this is a false prophet, this is a false prophet. Guys, if you are making a video, if you're watching videos about people who are false prophets, who in reality are not because the proper discernment haven't been used to identify a false prophet, man, you're going to bring this, the, the destruction upon yourself. You're going to, this destruction of the people who fell and died, this plague that came upon themselves, you're going to bring that upon yourself. And so I encourage you to watch my video, how to identify a false prophet so you can do this thing in the right way. And also watch my video on gossip so you can understand how we are to, how we are to deal when we have an issue with someone. Alright guys, I hope this, this little portion of Korah encourages you. Man, let's be mindful of spiritual leadership. I subscribe to this YouTube channel if this blessed you guys. Um, let me know in the comments below what you think of the story of Korah. You know, and, and drop a like if you if you if you like this video, dislike it if you didn't, and I'll see you guys in the next video.